I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. The Matchball. The Matchball 30 is brought to you by Calidus, leading consultants in health and safety, project management, asset management, environmental services and training. Visit wearecalidus.com for more information. I'm Dan Moylan. With me, Michael Normanson. Hello. And Moscow White, Daniel Chapman. Hello. Our game-by-game journey through 1991-1992 continues 30 years on to the day. And what a day, as we uh, have an unchanged side from that that drew with Arsenal. But this one is going to go down in the history books, you feel. It's going to just go down as one of the the many goals that David Batty scored in his decade-long Leeds career. It's a springboard, isn't it? He's off the mark now. Uncorked. He'll be spraying them all over the place from now on. And that leads lineup then. Luke Kitchen net, Mel Sterling, Tony DiRigo, David Batty, McClellan still in the side with Chris White, Strachan, Rod Wallace, Chapman, McAllister and Speed with Hodge and Weatherall on the bench. Man City then, managed by Peter Reid and a name in this side you might recognise. Tony Coton, Neil Poynton. With his mullet. Steve Redmond, Andy Hill, Keith Curl. With Ian, his mullet. Ian Brightwell. Hill, that was. Ian Brightwell, David White, Mark Brennan, Gary Megson, Peter Reid picked himself along with Niall Quinn. And his mullet. And uh, Adrian Inchy Heath. And his disco pants on Niall Quinn as well. It's, this is a lot of attire and <laughs> sartorial choices. Gary Mason and Peter Reed is too much ugly for one side. Keith Curl, an absolute stunner, has been signed from Wimbledon. Two and a half million quid. Got his uh, face rearranged by David Batty on England duty as well. Broke his uh, cheekbone and put him out of matches on their uh, Far East tour. Australasia, that's where they were. And Batty said, sorry. <laughs> was it done on purpose or no it was not it was just a training ground accident but you know you can imagine David Batty walking away from the broken cheek of Keith Curl and saying sorry shouldn't have put his face in front of my boot might not have even said sorry might have just gone the, he did apo- well he apologised in the press and said you know feel bad <laughs> but you don't really sometimes faces get broken shouldn't yeah. have one near me should he yeah, he didn't he didn't quite have the, the true ring of believability about it Peter Reid He's talking us up, though, before this game. Do you think this is a little bit of psychology on his part? I mean, does, does Peter Reid, does he do psychology? I don't know. He's um, it's interesting to see how his career will develop as a manager because he's uh, he started pretty well at Man City, hasn't he? But yeah, he's, uh, he is talking us up in this one. Scouse, scouse isn't can he? We, can we hear from him? Scouse. Very um, scouse. Very scouse. I fancy Lee's to be there or thereabouts when the pots are handed out at the end of the season. This will be a severe test for us. Wow. Well, they're second. They're doing well, though, at the minute. But he obviously fancies us a little bit. We're yeah, doing well. They haven't played us yet. Well, that's it. Um, they beat Forest 2-1 at Main Road. I mean, do we even need to talk much beyond David Batty? That's all that happened in this game, isn't it? 
I mean, the goal before the goal was a good goal. Deserves to be remembered, that one, but won't be. I even like Strachan's penalty, but yeah, we've probably... Well, which one have we waited longer for? Because Dorigo scored the first, and he'd never played for Leeds before this season. So, in a sense, we've been waiting for Tony Dorigo's entire life. 25 years? For him to score that, that goal. Whereas with David Batty, 1987, Boxing Day 1987, against Manchester City. I was at that. At Main Road. I was at that game. And so it's only been 160 games. Not that long when you, you think about it. I mean, we'll get into the, uh, the nuts and bolts of the goal in a minute, but let's just talk about the scenes that followed it. It was just pandemonium, people tumbling. You know that phrase, limbs, that one? It was just absolute insanity when that one hit the back of the net. Yeah, Batty didn't seem to um, know what to do. His celebration was very quickly cut short by um, Lee Chapman, kind of went and embraced him in a big hug. And, you know, he's... It's not easy to avoid Lee Chapman when he wants to hug you. As if he was Leslie Ash. So it was um, a happy moment. And yeah, all the chaos seemed to go on around him. He said uh, after the game, he said, uh, I thought I would have been leaping over the wall to celebrate. But reaction at crowd was such that I actually found it hard to concentrate for a while. So it was almost a little bit annoyed that um, <laughs> everybody was cheering so loud that um, it put him off. A distraction. Yeah, I'm trying to concentrate on the game. <laughs> So I wish he hadn't bloody scored now. I mean, quite apart from, from Batty's reaction and that goal, I mean, what a great result this is against the second place side who've been in good form so far. To to beat them in the way that we did, keep a clean sheet. Only just mind, which we'll get to, but a hell of a good result this. We owed them on as well because they beat us at Ellen's Road at the end of last season, which was a disgusting uh, state of affairs. So glad to have um, avenged that. So that satanic purple kit as well. It's... Echoes of, I don't know, satanic purple things. <laughs> trying to think of an example. I was thinking of the Barnsley away kit, you know, in the promotion season, but that was a lot darker than this one. This had that unique Man City kind of, what colour is it even? Is it, is it maroon? I think it isn't it magenta? That could be it, yeah. That only exists on printer cartridges, I yeah. think. It was magenta. And Umbro shirts. So Wallace actually went off injured early on, so we were up against it from that Little sick note bastard. <laughs> Only just signing. What a waste of money, Michael. Is that right? Absolutely. Should have stuck with Shotty. <laughs> he's our record signing and no goals yet. And now do, he's do going to be... Um, what's wrong with him now? It's a it's a torn groin, I oh. believe. Uh, Wilkinson said afterwards, yeah, a, a, a groin tear. Don't know yet how serious it is, but we're looking at being without him for six weeks at the minimum, which is nine games and also a, an England under-21s match. Young age, Wallace, to, um, to be retiring from football. <laughs> But, is uh, that him done, do you reckon? I mean, we, we bought two of them. Can't we just put the other one in? I know he doesn't technically play the same position, but... Have we even been playing the right one? <laughs> it's a good point. Is there any evidence that this has been Rod up front and not Ray? There's only one way to find out, isn't there? Stick his brother in, see what happens. Anyway, um, it's Steve Hodge who comes on in his place in the absence of the other Wallace on the bench. Uh, probably probably more natural fit to the side than David Weatherall. Well, yeah, so we, it did mean we went a kind of a 4-5-1 a with um, all these midfielders and... Yeah, the loss of, of Wallace is one thing, but what a midfield. Strachan, Batty, Hodge, McAllister, Speed. Wow. That's, all of them are internationals. All of them are worth millions, untold millions. We spoke last time about how much um, Gary Speed might be worth to Howard Wilkinson. Hodge, the only thing that stops him from being a million pound player at the moment is his age. Strachan, probably worth more than any of them, even there. Uh, old as he is 
and just quality throughout. So it's no wonder that um, this ended up being such a comprehensive win. And maybe, as we're talking about, um, Carl Schutz still out with his, his post-wedding hangover injury and uh, who is going to play in place of Rod Wallace is a question. Just play five in midfield. And Hodge is very good at running forward to score, getting beyond the target man. And Batty is claiming that um, there was a tactical shift that uh, that helped him score. When, when Rod went up, we got a message from bench that midfield men had to make the extra forward that enabled me to get into boxing first place. So he, having spent most of the season so far playing a lot deeper than he was last year, he's been dropping between the two centre-backs at times, suddenly has the licence he's been begging for since Christmas 1987 to rush into the other um, penalty area and score loads of goals. We've not even touched about how the um, touched on how the goal was scored either. It's quite a nice finish from him. It's Chapman holding it up on the the right channel, then lays it back to Strack, and it's and it's not an easy chance for Batty, is it? He has to take a good first touch, and then he kind of slides it across Coton into the far corner. Well, that, I mean that is the headline. Let's deal with the warmer pack first. And what a warmer pack! This the goal from Dorigo. I mean, absolutely brilliant. I mean, and we've spoken before, probably last season on the match ball 30 about how Wilkinson's sides tend to come out the blocks and try and get the game won inside the first 20 minutes. And this is no different. 18 minutes when this happens, which is a great time to score, isn't it? Just as the game's settling down, you've set the pattern then for for the 70 minutes that that follows. And he absolutely tonked this one in. I'm waiting for Moscow to try and talk this goal down. Well, it has um, the air of Whitlow against Chelsea <laughs> the previous season. But if you remember that goal, it was... Better absolutely teeming down with rain. Um, it didn't sit up for him the way it sat up for Durigo here. Also, it was uh, Boxing Day, um, again, like Batty scoring against City in 87. And, you know, your mind is on other things. You're thinking about the presence that you got, whether the leftovers, whether there's going to be enough for sandwiches when you get home or are you going to have to try and make some kind of something else or will you need to go and find a shop that's open so you can buy something because there's not enough because somebody ate too much turkey today. All this is... Did you get the curry powder in for doing the turkey curry? All this is playing on your mind and to have the presence of mind in that situation to slam the ball past Dave Besant, an England goalkeeper. I realise Tony Colton is also potentially an England goalkeeper. Whitlow's achievement with that goal, outstanding. Strange how we've managed to turn this into a big <laughs> a big monologue about... But not to take it away <laughs> from... Uh, not to take away from Tony DiRigo, but it's August... Well, September. It's a sunny day, but it feels like August. It's practically summer. So the not, for, not for Tony. He's from Australia. Well, the conditions for, for somebody who, who grew up in Australia are ideal for him. All he maybe needed was a, a beach beneath his feet, perhaps a barbecue on the sidelines to make him feel a little bit more at home with some other cliches. Maybe a maybe. But it was a bit of a bouncer. This one, the dog from Neighbours. He could have been wearing. Um, Come on, that's a good joke. A hat a with joke. corks yep. hanging off it. Um, he doesn't give a four X about the way the ball comes to him. It actually, the way the ball comes, there's a little treacherous, almost treacherous bounce just in front of him. And the way he adjusts to kind of take into account, he reads the fly of the ball very well. And it is a, um, it is as pure a half volley as you're likely to is see. It a, is it a quarter volley? It bounces twice. Mm, maybe. I don't, know how the, I don't know how the fractions like, work on so volleys. Like the half-life of nuclear materials, like it becomes smaller and smaller. Mm. Yeah, and one maybe. of the significant things as well is the way that Tony Colton just stands and watches it go yeah. into the top corner. Doesn't even try and save that. Just, but yeah, that's 
Can't even manage a Bailey Peacock Farrell after the event. <laughs> Lunge after it. Yeah, just... Uh, who? Well, who exactly? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Uh, that was 1-0, 18 minutes. And then, do you think the game's sewn up at 2-0? When Batty scores, the crowd's absolutely ebullient. When uh, when Batty scores this one, and he does, he, he takes it really, really well. What you were saying, Michael, that sort of the first touch. Do you think it slightly gets away from him just enough that he has to slide it in? But is the goal better for the little slide? I think the slide makes it. It makes it more Battyish. He almost tackles it into the net. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you were bigging it up before Batty himself says, uh, "I was, I was actually going down." So we just hit ball, and it went in. That's how Batty describes everything. Yeah, nothing just, ever sounds good. Just did, just kicked <laughs> it. Kicked you it. Describe the most amazing piece of art in the world. He'd be like. Just drawing into it. There's no. a great um for for Yorkshire kind of and Wilkinson acolyte sense, David Hurst. There's a great story of him on a Sheffield Wednesday trip to the Niagara Falls, where his assessment of it was just a big heap of water. <laughs> do you get heaps of water? I mean You do in Sheffield. But that's that's a fair point. But um two nil, absolute pandemonium in the crowd. What what an occasion. Just that sense of Having witnessed history, also again. the the sense of sadness mm. again from David Batty. We're leaning on his post match quite heavily, but it's a shame, really, because <laughs> now crowd haven't got anything to look forward to. Have they? And also, I feel a bit sorry for Tony. He scored a great goal, but I finished his line like so. Getting his apologies in, probably more sincere apologies than he ever offered to Keith Curl when he broke his face open. Um, but he's dreadfully uh, upset about having scored a goal. I reckon he was smirking when he was saying that about Dorigo. It was like, oh, it's a shame, isn't it, Tony? Into the second half then, and they get a penalty. And this uh, confused everybody inside Ellen Road momentarily. I remember, I think, my uh, my dad had to tap me on the shoulder and explain to me what had just happened. I mean, Gary McAllister had to have a word with Peter Reid to explain what had happened as well, because it is, it is one of those weird quirks of, of, of the penalty kick, isn't it? That if you hit the post and it comes back to you, you're not allowed to touch it. Because you've effectively touched it twice. No other player has touched it from a from a dead ball situation. And you can't do that. You can't knock it to yourself, can you? Which I'm sure is what Peter Reid was attempting when he when he hit this penalty against the post. But yeah, he follows it in quite nicely. But um, that is a foul. 
weirdly enough. Well, speaking of fouls, it was White who fouls Quinn in the build-up to this penalty did he? given. Well, did he? Big lad like that with a big mullet uh, going was, down that easily. Well, the YEP picked out Chris White as being excellent against the uh, the threats of, of Quinn and White. I mean, White... Gave away a penalty. But White... <laughs> 10 always, out of 10. Always a threat. That's just that speed. Um, the ability to... speed, Pure speed merchant, go down the outside and twat it across to the big man. It didn't look like it just did complete that thought it didn't look like a penalty to me and you can tell I mean Chris White sort of overreacts to every decision against him but um, he was particularly stroppy about this one but uh, and do we want Batty's assessment of Chris White's performance though we're hearing a lot from David today ah Rick win very early he's a powerful player both on deck and in tear I thought Chris outplayed him and he would have been my man of the match so Batty who eloquent scored a, yeah. a great goal himself and also the Dorigo scored a great one too. He thinks Chris White was man of the match and uh, doesn't mention Quinn going down like a, a sack of old spuds to win this penalty, but justice was done in the end because Maybe. Peter Reid doesn't know the rules. It'd have been hugely impolite if Man City had got something from this with Batty having scored. You've mm. really got to let us have the win. The ref should have probably just, just called it off at the point at which Batty scored. It's like, 2-0. Right, yeah, We're not topping that. Everyone off. <laughs> Maybe it was... Uh... His roller skates, if he's got his disco pants on and he's wearing his roller skates to go with it, that's why he couldn't stand up on the Ellen Road pitch, maybe. Hey, but uh, we get a penalty at the other end, which finishes the game. Not a clear too, penalty, not too far all from all day there. long. And, and again, talking about goals being perfectly timed 18, 34, and then 79 for the goals. Um, no Penenka from Strachan this time, though. He's uh, he's not going to try that trick twice. Tony Cotton expects it, doesn't he? He stands still in the middle of the goal, which is um, it's unusual to see a keeper do that, but he's obviously seen him the week before and he's thought, well couple of goals up he might try this again um, but instead Strachan just puts it straight in the side net in, in a more a very traditional penalty well it's traditional to a, a point but it's still quite Strachan-esque and what may have fooled Colton about the Penenka is the very short run up I think it's three steps and then really powerfully hits it into the, the side netting of the bottom corner so it's a great penalty of a very different kind and he's uh, yeah he's fooled Tony Colton just as he fooled David Seaman who will he fool next and he fooled Tim Flowers, didn't he, twice at the Dell. So that's three consecutive games in which, uh, well, he didn't score one against Scum, did he? So three out of four that he's scored. He sh- we should have had a penalty, penalty trapper, but you don't get them. So. But if you count the one at Southampton, because he scored two at Southampton. So if you spread, take, it, spread it out, take one of those off and move it to Old Trafford, then we win that game 2-1 and 3-0 at Southampton. So that makes the... Uh, that do, gives do you think a, we'll need those extra two points at the end of the season? Well, it would be... I don't see any harm in um, in having them now. I think we'll write a, a little letter to uh, Graham Kelly at the Football League and see if he'll let us do that. But it was a good penalty and it was after um, David Batty tackled Peter Reid very easily in the middle and... Um, a bit slow, punch. isn't he, Peter Reid now? David, the younger man, just got his toe there first. And then it was Steve Hodge bursting into the penalty area who went down almost as easily as Batty tackled Reid. <laughs> Um, but it was uh, I think he, he's bore that one it was one where it was bit. one where he's running through and then he slows down it was a Luke Ayling wasn't it just take all the momentum of the person behind you and just let it plough through the back of you who is this this Luke <laughs> he's soon Ayling. to be born I think hey, you mentioned um, Graham Kelly there uh, they're continuing with all this chat about the Super League at the moment will, will we be in a Super League next season that's very very exciting isn't it and I'm sure we can can we hear from him has he got anything to say on, on the matter Graham Kelly well, all... Oh, but really? <laughs> oh, just yet. Okay. No, not got anything to say about oh, Liam. Yeah. I'll stay for it, you course. Anything about promotion, relegation? Yeah, we three up and three down. 
Will it be three up and three down? Yes. Okay. I'm happy but, with that. But you were originally t- talking about a one up. I know. I made a mistake, love. <laughs> I don't know why you sound like an old lady now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's going to be some financial things for all the clubs and all. You're going to get your purse. Oh, have I had my dinner? <laughs> Excellent. Thanks, Graham. Uh, where were we? Well, that's the Super League uh, dealt with. Jim Beglin won't be able to take over from uh, Tony Dorigo should Mike Whitlow be unavailable. Mm. He's done, isn't he? Mm. 19 games to help us get promoted, and now he's um, retired because his uh, his knees just ain't up to it. It's still down to the um, the broken leg he had for Liverpool in 87. Really did a lot of damage to him in general. But we, we got a decent half season out of him in the promotion year. But then it was, you know, the, the knee problems. That, it's, the, it's the other leg, isn't it? Yeah. It's the non-broken leg, which the knee is dodgy on because he had to put weight on that whilst the other one was in 10 pieces. Yeah, and he was um, injured for quite a lot of the promotion season as well, but it was the second half of it when experience really told towards the back end of 89-90. It's when um, Beglin came back in for the team. Chris Kamara signed from Stoke and took over in midfield from David Batty. Um, and we kind of left the youth thing up to uh, carry speed to take care of that and um, concentrate on experienced players getting us through. So never forget that uh, Jim Beglin helped get us promoted, which for a, a free transfer, uh, we probably got more out of it than Jim did. I thought he got a medal and he'll, he'll get a testimonial. And he gets another year of, we're still paying him, aren't we? So for a while at least. So that's good for him. <laughs> Great, he's come out of this <laughs> smelling of rock. He's, 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 he's living their life. If Rod Wallace has got the same deal, then he'll have uh, now to complain about, and he will still have his brother's earnings. So that um, that does leave us a little bit of a problem up front, doesn't it? Because we're going to Chelsea next, which is not going to be easy. We're going to Stamford Bridge without our uh, our number eight. So it remains to be seen what we'll do there. Have we no Have we no Imari no. Is there no Bobby Davison? There's plenty of players to choose from, and as we said, we can play five in midfield. Steve Hodge can be an emergency striker if um, if necessary. Batty is a number 10. Just stick uh, Chris White up there. Well, one of the important things to note here is that along with Manchester United, we are the only unbeaten side in the division now. We've played six games and we've gone above Chelsea there just on, uh, on goal difference, even though they've played a, a game more than us. So they're fifth, we're fourth. Man City just above us, Liverpool and Manchester United top with the results from the weekend. Bit of a surprising in the little sort of... Uh, Upset that's going on at Arsenal, not sure what it is, but they lost at home to Coventry this time out. Villa 0-0 with Spurs, Everton 2 all with Palace, uh, Scum beat Norwich 3-0. Notts County 1, Liverpool 2. Hey, the referee in that game. <laughs> uh, Oldham beating Sheffield United 2-1, uh, QPR 2 all with Southampton. Wednesday beating Forest 2 goals to 1. Uh, West Ham Chelsea 1 all in London and Wimbledon 3-0 against Lowly. Luton Town, although they're no longer bottom, they're uh, they're third bottom now. QPR and Sheffield United still without a win after seven games, starting to take shape, isn't it? And a shape with us near the top. I like that. To Stamford Bridge next, and a meeting. Ken Bates is Chelsea. Boo. We'll speak to you then. The match ball. 